This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Wonderful segment with Michael Babcock, Grant Hardy joining me today on the program. And, you know, I love this question off the top, even though, folks, it was a legitimate question, even though he was stalling uh, while he found his place. (laughs) And that's part of the techniques, Grant. But it's so interesting because when I started working on the show and sometimes we'd have content to read, sort of like what you do for headlines and we'll get into in just a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the issues I I thought, oh, gosh. I don't want to sit here and read. I got a format. I got to sit there and read for a couple. Oh, it was just terrible. But we had the benefit of being able to practice every day. Now, that being said, you're practicing in front of an audience that's... <laughs> he doesn't know that word. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the beautiful thing is even if you were in front of a crowd, you still had the opportunity to kind of like, oh, scrap this, take two, take three. Yeah. But with the live yeah. show... We ain't got that. No, no. The only difference is here, you can't hear the audience laughing so boisterously at you. You you just kind of, you just have the benefit of imagining it. We welcome in to talk headlines. (laughs) Exactly, which could be worse. To talk headlines with us today, we welcome in Beth Deer out in Edmonton, of course, our reporter producer for the program. And she's covering with Grant today. They're both going to do a two-headed monster on our headline segment uh, as we work our way through. Beth, happy week. Welcome back. Hello, hello. I like that. Two-headed monster, that's fun. Also, the conversation you guys were having leading up to this, that is so true. I remember when we filmed our primetime special back in November, and uh, I remember being like kind of worried about how we were going to get, you know, on and off of the stage. And <laughs> Apple Orchard was like, it's good. Like, we have, we have loads of time. Like, we're going to like chill. The audience can chat for a second. You guys can, you know, get on, sit down, get comfy. And then we'll get into it and then vice versa. When you go to leave, same thing. And uh, yeah, you definitely don't have that kind of leeway with a live show. Well, and doing Mm -hmm. what you guys come from, (laughs) that history of, yeah, okay, it's great. We can do some retakes and stuff like that, whether it Mm -hmm. takes 10 times to do a stand-up. A lot of places you guys were shooting, there were people stopping to watch. Oh, what's this? Who are these? What are they filming? And that adds its own audience, even though it's, it's a... Uh, an audience that you didn't ask for, didn't arrange, and have no idea yeah. what you're doing and what this is yeah. about. And that's stressful I, too, guys. I think the yeah, first... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, uh, sorry, Beth. I think the first time I yeah, ever uh, I shot something, I was like, oh, can we just wait until there aren't as many people watching? Uh, <laughs> producer at the time is like, yeah, Grant, you need to grow up. <laughs> that's gonna, <laughs> they're always gonna be And the remember... camera's going to continue to gather more of them. Go ahead, Beth. <laughs> I remember the first time I ever filmed was in, like, a park, and it was, um, like, it was the beginning of summer, which in Edmonton and you know, anywhere where it's cold, like the first kind of like sniff of like warm weather and like just nicer Mm -hmm. days that the parks are just rammed. And I had come up with this like kind of speech or like monologue to a certain extent that we were filming. And uh, 
I was so nervous, you guys. I remember, like, I was wearing a cardigan, but I didn't want to take it off because I had sweat, like, so much. I was so nervous <laughs> that I was just, like, constantly getting, like, paper towel and blotting myself. There were so many people and kids just, like, staring and watching. Yeah, it's, oh, uh, yeah. it's wild. <laughs> we, uh, we at one time, Grant, I, I gather you probably remember this. I think it was just before, oh, Beth, it was just... A year or two before I left doing television, doing ATW, where we actually had to host the show each month, each week, a different reporter, different town. We hosted the show from whatever a location. And boy, mm -hmm. that was a lot. A lot of retakes, a lot of time spending a whole yeah. day at a place and anything public. You were just like, oh, my goodness. Uh, Beth, yeah. we're going to start with you today on headlines. Awesome. I love that. So. This article I found so interesting because I'm sure kind of everyone's heard at least of uh, Joe Biden's recent slip up and kind of, you know, all of uh, everyone's opinions on that. But mm. the article itself started by saying any parent who's ever called one of their children by other name or even like their family pet. Uh, likely empathizes with uh, President Joe Biden and his mix-up with the French leaders. So I'll be honest, I didn't realize it was, I didn't realize his mix-up was like over French leaders. I thought it was something else. But anyway, I guess the human brain has trouble pulling names out of a stuffed mem or stuffed memory banks on cue. But when, uh, when they are like verbally stumbles, like, I guess that is like pretty normal. So like, I don't know. I I am someone that just messes up all the time. And my uh, like coming from my family, my granddad, bless his heart, he used to, I have five cousins. And I think every time he would go to talk to one of us, he would go through every other one's name before he would actually <laughs> get to the right child. Um <laughs> But I thought this was really interesting. So Biden is 81 and has a decade-long history of, you know, being being good at his job in terms of remembering people's names and stuff like that. But he has started getting lots of attention after this little slip-up. And I guess they had a spe special counsel come together this past week, and they decided that Biden shouldn't face criminal charges for his other misdoings recently i don't completely understand what happened and the article didn't go into great detail but he also messed up on the death of his son who died from brain cancer back in 2015 i guess mm -hmm. he like messed up on the date by like seven years or something like that mm -hmm. anyway Biden is not only a candidate for making verbal slip-ups, but the former president, Donald Trump, uh, has also done that recently back in November. Now, they are both older men, which personally, I just think, I don't know, I'm kind of on the team of, like, give them a break <laughs> yeah. um, if, if they yeah. deserve it. But certain glitches are very common at any age which i thought that was just kind of interesting because yes with age like your memory does get worse but in terms of actually slipping up on names unless a researcher found that unless you are someone who kind of doesn't categorize names in your brain which obviously i actually don't think by the sounds of it it doesn't sound like you actually know 
how you categorize names. Like it's just something that obviously your brain and body does by itself. But right. unless you are right. someone that doesn't do that, you are very unlikely to not slip up at times in terms of names, which I am definitely someone who categorizes names. You know, I have family, I have friends, I have maybe people that I've met camping or I've had peop people that I've met like within the blind community. And, you know, like you have names through like associations and stuff like that. But it is incredibly common to slip up. Have either of you ever been bad at this? Well, I think th this brings forward an another interesting uh, discussion here because we're talking about when people slip up. Why do they slip up? Is it cognitive decline? Definitely, and the answer is no. It's very clear that people need to be given some very specific mm -hmm. psychological and cognitive tests. Uh, I always find uh, personally anxiety for me is just a big thing that the hardest time to recall information is when someone is staring sort of across the table at me mm -hmm. or next to me and like, come on, you should know this, you know, this is easy. That's the time when your brain really starts to play, tr play tricks on you and you know, sort of like, I think I know this, but now I'm starting to overthink it. And that's the most difficult time to, um, where you sort of begin to overthink. Mm -hmm. I, I find certain words just to lose them. Like asparagus used to be my word to always lose. Now it's not all <laughs> of a sudden, right? I could sit there right. and, and come up with it so quickly, whereas two years ago, no way. And that was the way it was since I was six, seven years old. I just yeah. couldn't, I, what's that thing? You know, I, I couldn't remember it. Names, I've been pretty, always pretty good with, but if your mind is full of other things, and I would imagine addressing anyone and the time when he did this in the circumstances and what uh, dealing with reporters coming at you, saying some of the things due to this report, you, you weren't in the best of moods. And you certainly yeah, had multiple things on your mind. For sure. And it does actually say whether it's names, dates, or something else, memory yep. also can be affected by stress, distractions, and if someone's thinking about more than one thing, which it is me you know, on the best day at the moment, <laughs> I'm terrible. The amount of times I've called it Henley Patronus this week is ridiculous. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you, I know myself, and I, I think I said this the other day on the show, um, when when I had my health issues in, in, in now I got to remember now, 2019, I don't want to be seven mm -hmm. years out. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I know myself, <laughs> Every time I forget something now since then, it's that wondering. And we, unfortunately, hear so much stuff. Now, do I think there's something to the age? And I think people, oh, you know, of, of, of these two leading a country. Yeah, I think we're going to hear more and more of that, whether you want to accept ageism as, as, hey, you can't do that. You can't accept that. My biggest concern always is, do we have the right people running whatever? I don't care about mm -hmm. their age. If someone's the right person to lead your country, that's to me. Yeah. And that's on the people, the voters and, and everything like that. When these when people complain about these two guys, you stop and say, but, but they're, they're the ones you rolled out. <laughs> the ones that yeah. got there and it wasn't just on money you know it wasn't so i find that very frustrating to put people in that position and then tear them down i, I completely I just agree and i also think like it's such a weird situation because everyone's always like and don't laugh at me because like i am not a politically correct person at the best of times i'm not into politics at all um whenever there's a vote i kind of get cody to lay things out for me in layman's terms and then i'll be like okay right yeah i'll pick that guy but 
I think it's interesting because everyone's always like, they want the younger guy, but then they also want someone that has lots of experience and lots of, you know, history behind them. And Mm. I I just feel like sometimes you can't always have the best of both worlds. No, no. We want that, though. As as human beings, we always want the guarantee. Get the younger guy because he's going to be sharper on the ball and bring a fresh idea. Oh, no, he'll bring some quirky, crazy stuff and we'll be in trouble. He'll be quicker to hit the button. You know, there's always a reason where we default Mm -hmm. back and we don't like change. So we stick with so much what we know, but yet that's the first thing we scream for. Change! And... I know I've always been frustrated over the whole mentality of the bullying. We want the person that's going to go out there and bully. In this document, he uh, was described as a well-intentioned old man. <laughs> and yeah, I'm it's... sorry. Like, it, come on. It's important to separate sort of like charisma from competence. You know, is this person just right. a, a terrible speaker, but exceptional at what they do or sort of like the opposite mm-hmm. in, in terms of uh you know cognitive uh sort of competence i feel like that's a terrible way of putting it but i i think in that case you just have to rely on the science you know rely on the cognitive tests that you have not on your own personal gut feeling of sort of you know did, did, has this person slipped up uh too many times and in terms of competence and trust and all that th- uh, i think one really has to Try and separate that from sort of, is this person a good speaker or not, which we're always Mm -hmm. very hard pressed to do, I think, as humans. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things I have an issue with. I've always said, oh, wow, they speak so well. Does that translate to experience, education, or are they just good at talking and 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 you don't know you hope for all of that but you don't know. Uh, Beth, thanks for jumping in here and covering off headlines today. We're, We're up on time. Awesome. I'll be back Wednesday. Okie dokie. Beth Thier joining us, our reporter, producer out in Edmonton, covering off headlines for us. We do headlines on Monday and Wednesdays here on Kelly and Rumya. Up next, we speak with Amy Amanti about her art show, Through My Lens. We learn more about the show and what it's like for Amy touring around Canada. We bring her on after this. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Rumya on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.